Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Miller. I run a real estate team um, in Blaine, Minnesota called the Tyler Miller Team. And the reason I started this podcast was because I truly feel the bar in the real estate industry is very low. And, uh, you know, being doing this for now 11 plus years, I have a lot of knowledge. I know a lot of people that do really well in real estate, and we all want to try to give back to the real estate community, give you guys some helpful tips. So my advice is if you're listening for the first time, you know, try to take away one or two things. Don't try to implement everything. These people are rock stars that we have on here. It's overwhelming to try to do everything they're doing. But today we're going to talk to the one and only Melissa Clausen, and she's going to tell you what she does best, in her opinion, in the real estate industry to uh, keep her successful, keep her being a badass and a top producer. So without further ado, let's welcome Melissa Clausen. Hello. <laughs> the people are going wild. It's just so many people here. So many people. Everybody calm down. Calm down. Okay. So, Melissa, thanks for joining me today. Um, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself really quick? Like, you know, who you are as a person, first off, mm -hmm. but then like a little bit about you in the industry, kind of where you've been, where you are now, your production levels, accolades, um, team leader, yes or no, stuff like that. Yeah. So I've been doing this for over 11 years now. I know. We're kind of like the same. Twins. Twinsies. <laughs> when did you actually get in? What year and month? Do you remember? I was 23. So whatever year that was. But um, Yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. And um, it was in June. I know it was in June. June 2006 probably, mm -hmm. right? Or no, sorry. That was when I got my license. June 2013? Yeah, probably? 2013. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Maybe so. even 2012. Because we're in 20, yeah, 2012. Yeah, it's crazy. We're like the same. Mm -hmm. Huh. And we both started where? Edina Realty. Edina Realty. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Twins. Twins. But you're north suburbs, I'm south. I know. So a little bit of rivalry there. She doesn't like us. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. We're trash up here in the <laughs> north. <laughs> Just so cold up north. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, when I started my business, like, it did take me a while to get started mm -hmm. like I did not have a successful first year and if it wasn't for some of the heavy hitters in my office giving me the referrals and the leads that they didn't need mm -hmm. um or want um <laughs> <laughs> yeah emphasis on that one yeah I and then the price point back then was just so much lower way lower foreclosures everywhere yep low balling like 10 percent mm -hmm. getting an acceptance mm-hmm it was it was a crazy market. Do you remember then, your average price point? Oh, I bet it was under two hundred. Mine was like one eighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was wild. I remember looking. I looked back recently and I was like, man, like uh -huh. there was a not a ton of money to go around back then. Man, but it was enough. You yeah, know? it was enough. I mean, getting into the industry, it's like wow, this is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, you're like, man, I sold thirty houses my first year and made way less, you know, than I do now, and I'm like. Wow, that was a lot of work for that money. I think like my first, I remember my first 1099, I made $12,000. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah. for those of you out there, the first year could be a grind, guys. It really can. You know, it's not just like instant, like uh, uh, selling sunset and like you got mm -hmm. all these fancy cars and stuff. You got to grind. You do. And like, I know looking back on that year, I was not putting in the hours that I should have. Right. I thought this was a career that I could get into and um, the money would just fall on my lap because right. you see Selling Sunset. Well, not back then, but like um, I had a mentor that was like, you're just going to make 100K a year. He didn't yeah. tell me I had to work for it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, shout out Rich Kelly. Um, Rich Kelly. <laughs> Love Rich. And um, so it did take me a while to like figure out my flow, figure out what worked for me and how I was going to grow. Mm -hmm. But after that first year, I doubled my business. Yeah, girl. And then I doubled it again. Yeah. And then I doubled it again. Yeah. And then when I started making like, or doing like 30 million in volume a year, that's pretty hard to double. 30 million in volume as a solo agent, by the way. Yeah. Right? That's bonkers. It was a lot. That's what, like 40, 50 units? Yeah. Yeah. 44. 44. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Thank 30 you. million. I mean, that's more than some a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No assistant. I hired a TC like when I was mm -hmm. just swamped. I like I, I lost my personality. Right. Like it 
I if, was there. Yeah. I was there. If you don't have the right systems in place, you will devote yourself to this business. Mm-hmm. So, okay. You got in the industry. Yeah. You had a little struggle to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but through just, you know, realizing some some of your flaws, maybe not committing as much as you should, mm-hmm. you kind of doubled down, tripled down, and saw a rise in your business where you became one of the top producers in your office really quickly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. And then, so, like, part of that growth has realized, like, how instable the income can be with mm-hmm. this job. So I saw right away let's get into landlord, like let's get into real estate investing because then at least I know that my bases are covered every right. single month and I will not feel desperate to make this next sale, which gets me to the point of delivering a better level of service to my clients. Right. So like I use my investment properties. I've got seven doors now. That's amazing. It's cool. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on. The, the people are <laughs> I need to applaud you for seven, seven doors. <laughs> That under, and you, you know, we don't have to say your exact age, under 40. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. seven doors under 40, that's in, insane. Um, that was, I think that's something that you had the the foresight and insight on that I didn't think about. Like, I always thought, like, oh, yeah, I'll do investing at some point. Mm-hmm. But it, I didn't connect the two of, like, oh, business could be unstable. Let's get into some rentals while we can. Um, so that I don't have to worry about where the paycheck's coming from every month. Um, so I re- my, my brain recently ca- connected the dots on that like three, four years ago. But you, you know, you did it a while back. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think like we did kind of start in the same spot because you bought your primary residence first. I did. Yep. I bought my primary residence first. Yep. And like, I don't know what you did for your like financing or anything, but like I also never saw myself being a big hitter. Yeah. I never saw myself being consistently successful. Yeah. So I put 20% down. I bought a one-level Rambler. I was like, if I have to die here, I'm going to die here. <laughs> and if I make no money, they're going to have to drag me out of this house yeah. dead. <laughs> and that is now a rental property. Yeah, that's amazing. So I did it like kind of backwards. Like If I were to do it again, I would do the FHA yeah. By the first the house multi-level hack. Yep. house hack. I know. We um, didn't I just didn't know about that back then. It wasn't like a yes. thing anybody talked about. Now it's like everywhere. Yeah. I got these 19-year-olds on my team talking about should I house hack? I'm like, "Shut up." Um, like I hate that you're so much smarter than I was when I'm when I was 19. I know. You know. They're going to be so much richer than you. So much richer. <laughs> it's stupid. My one team member, he wrote a offer on a million dollar property yesterday uh-huh. and he's 21 years old. I'm like, "Yeah. What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. I I didn't write on anything even close to that till like three years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I mean? It just wasn't, it's yeah. not my people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like part of that is like how the market has changed totally. too. So yeah. like the, I remember when I thought $300,000 was an expensive house. Uh-huh. It was. And that house that's 300000 is now touching eight today. I know. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Basically, Melissa Clausen, the claw as I call her, she's a badass. Um, been doing this successfully at a high level for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Was Eddie Diner Realty, recently came to EXP Realty. We're business partners together, uh, which is so fun. You know, we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other and stuff. But I can tell you, when Melissa decided to come over to EXP, I looked at all my team members and I said, if you want to have one person to like follow on social media, this is her. She's a badass and you're like always very consistent. So I don't want to bury the lead at all. I feel like that's a huge part of your success as well is just your consistency on social media. And not that this is a bad thing at all, but I wouldn't say your videos are like these big productions and stuff. It's literally like you taking a selfie of yourself, talking about a relevant topic Mm -hmm. in the real estate industry, in the market at that time. And you always just come across very smart, very informed. Um, And like, I don't know, you like to have fun on social media too. So I think I, I would assume you would point to that as well as part of your rise mm-hmm. as a social media stuff. Yeah. And I mean, part of that like video content is like, have you ever had a conversation with yourself in your car and you're like, and then I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times like I'll sit there and I'll think like, oh, wow, this just happened to my client. I think the I think the people are going to want to know about this. Yeah. And so then when I get parked. I like have it all rehearsed. Yep. I sit down and I just film it quick. Yep. So, um, how many takes do you do usually? 
one. They had a girl. I don't like watching myself. Hell no. You just, <laughs> just post it. Just yeah. post it and forget about it because most people are going to watch it for five seconds and move on, mm-hmm. right? The only yeah. people really watching the whole thing are other realtors being like, how could I duplicate that? Video? I know. Like a client's not watching a one minute long video. They're like, oh, there's Melissa again. Yeah, she kicks ass. And then they're going to call yeah. you in like a year. Like, yeah. So anyways, my point is, is anybody listening out there, Melissa, you know, she solo agent all the way up until last year. December. December. Um, top producer at one of the largest brokerages or the largest brokerage in Minnesota up until recently. Um, and now you formed a team called the Claussen Home Group, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where you have how many team members at this point? We're, so we have four active and then we've got three getting licensed. So wow. we're like growing Ramping pretty quickly. Up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you, you, uh, recently actually purchased an office too on Grand. We did. And then, um, you're using that for that plus other things, which is cool. Um, expanding into another office and you got a lot going on girl so that's Always a lot that's good that's good on top of that all the investment properties and all that stuff so um, but what I really wanted Melissa to come in here and talk about to give back to everybody watching or listening is you know what is what is the one thing you think you do better than most that that you can point to to like either keeping your business consistent or maybe upping it to the next level and the topic you want to talk about I also feel is is one thing I point to in my business when I look back of like when I started doing that, my business doubled. Mm-hmm. And so I asked Melissa, I said to her, hey, what's the what's the one thing you want to talk about today to give back? And she said what? Lender relationships. Lender relationships. Mm-hmm. Are you in a relationship with your lender? Multiple lenders. <laughs> <laughs> She's seeing a few on the side. Um, but yeah, so like business partnerships in general everybody are so important because at some point in time you're like you can only grind through so much yourself before it's like hey in order for me to get from like 30 to 50 like you can't do it on your own you honestly you can't you can't go find 50 in my opinion Mm-mm. you're gonna find I think I personally always say the top I think agents out there can probably produce 30. Um, transactions a year themselves like if there was no partnerships no leads nothing I think you could go get 30 if you're a top producer that's just my philosophy Mm -hmm. everything after that is like you have to have other lines in the water you have to have people you rely on to bring you business Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be leveraging that somehow or you're just going to kind of stay at 30 which is great yeah but if you want to get to 50 60 100 you have to you have to leverage relationships Mm -hmm. so this is a really important topic everybody and pay attention because you're you're going to hear it from one of the best, which is Melissa. So tell us kind of your strategy with business relationships, things that you do to actually like leverage those relationships and maybe think back to when you first started doing it. You know what I mean? Because now because you're a top producer, people are more easily, yeah, I'll give you money or like, like for events or I'll, I'll throw you leads for your team. But think back to like when you first started doing it like what what was your strategy there were you um, were you reaching out via text social media to set up these appointments how did you get introduced these people and then how do you take that meeting and turn it into a beautiful relationship Mm -hmm. so I mean step one like make sure you do your job well Mm -hmm. like know the purchase agreement inside and out know the steps of the transaction and know what to inspect, expect during an inspection and how you're going to negotiate that too. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you manage that well, my first lender relationship, she called me after the transaction. She was like, I really liked working with you. It's like my fourth transaction. I was like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even like working with myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I good at this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Who was this to reach out? Um, Your this lender. was Christine Nelson at Truestone Financial. Lender, okay. We still do a good amount of referrals back and forth. So now this is like an 11-year relationship wow. that um, just developed because we like working with each other. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of triggered the idea of like, oh, I can get a lender relationship with multiple people. Mm-hmm. And like as long as I'm fair mm-hmm. with giving out leads, um, 
we'll set it up. And then like most of my other lenders that are my go-to lenders, mm-hmm. um, it started with that phone call. Hey, Melissa, can I take you out to coffee? Really? So like, so the lender relationships that you have had success with are ones either that you met during a transaction mm-hmm. that you didn't necessarily like go handpick that lender. Like they were just part of like what, whoever the buyer chose. Yeah. And you just <clears throat> shined and kicked ass and they reach out to you. You didn't actually even reach out to them right away. Mm-mm. I didn't know I could or should. Yeah. So, so knowing what you know now though, mm-hmm. do you think it's a good idea to like reach out to the lenders? Yeah. And like, so I think lenders get a lot of flack for um, hitting up agents all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I take you out to coffee? Hey, say yes to the coffee. Right. It's a coffee. Yeah. Like, what's I have that? coffee right now. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I love it. Did a lender buy it? No, I had to buy it myself. Wow. <laughs> I know. You know, there's I a hack suck. for that. <laughs> <laughs> Any lenders out there, I need a coffee every day. So where are we meeting? <laughs> and like when I meet with a new potential lender, I'm like, I know, like, I'm not going to waste your time before this coffee. Like all of my lender relationships, it's a one for one. Mm-hmm. Like you give me one, I give you one. And it might be three months before I'm able to give you another one, but you'll get it. I don't forget about you. Yeah. And so go, go back just a quick second. Cause I think this is a, a this is the part that I think people maybe want to take notes on. Okay. okay. So you sit down, like you agree to meet with this person, whether you reach out to them or they reach out to you, you're going to grab a coffee, let's mm-hmm. say, or a happy hour or whatever. <clears throat> do you do anything with your messaging ahead of time mm-hmm. to kind of set the tone of what you expect so you're not wasting your time and they're not wasting their time? Yes. Okay. So what is your, what's your tip there for people to like, when you sit down with that person, it's an effective and efficient meeting. You want to look up this person ahead of time. Okay. Make sure that they do about the same level of business that you do. Where do you look them up for a lender? Um, Zillow, maybe? One of my lenders has Ooh. a system where they can look up how successful <clears throat> other lenders are. You just got to get that. Um, I. So are you calling this other lender and saying, hey, I'm going to meet other lenders? Yeah. Really? Like, I'm, I'm not lying about my relationships. I'm very like, hey, you know that my business is built by getting referrals, referrals. back and forth. Yep, I have like, multiple partners, which I always tell my lender partners as well. And, and I encourage them to have other real estate partners because I'm like, yeah. I can't get you 50 closings a year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so I tr- stop stop pretending that they're like your only lender partner and just be totally honest. Be like, hey. You're still my guy. You're still my gal. I'm going to hook you up with as many as I can, but I have to have others because you can't send me as many leads as I need. Yeah. Right? And, like, nobody's hiding business from each other. Like, the real root of being successful. I have a sip of your bubbly, (laughs) which is a Pepsi product, which is one of your clients works for Pepsi, apparently. Yeah. Shout out to who? um, Andrea Bellman. Andrea Bellman. (laughs) I like Pepsi as well. Yep. And yeah, so like it's, oh God, what was I saying? The root of, the root of any good business is being upfront and honest and don't gatekeep. Yeah. Like I know there's enough business out there for everybody. Abundance mindset. Yep. Mm -hmm. So like that is part of like why my other lenders that I work with don't get hurt. Like when they see me closing other deals and using another lender. Um, so up front, though, you're researching what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you send a specific message within the message to, like, set the tone for how that meeting's going to go? Or is it just kind of, like, casual until you get to the meeting? It's usually pretty casual until I get to the meeting. Okay. Especially when we were in that slow market for, like, six months there. <laughs> yeah. if, if a lender called me, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yep, exactly. Um, okay, well, that's so. so that's a good tactic to understand, like, just kind of – First off, look up their production, see if it's, what are you looking for when you look at their production? Do you want to work with somebody who does a ton of production or are you kind of excited about somebody who's just kind of getting going to maybe get in on their business ahead of time? It's kind of both. So if I see if I see a lender that's getting their business started, mm-hmm. I'm meeting with them to interview them for someone on my team. Okay. Because I yep. want my team to build the exact yep. same lender relationship. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's like I'll meet with anybody right now. Yeah, 
I'm going to get so many phone calls after this. <laughs> yeah, um, reach out to Melissa Clausen to buy her coffee. Anyone listening, she will meet with you. She has no standards. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but like I, I agree with you because you know I think most most realtors get get messaged by lenders. Which, by the way, lenders listening, like continue to do it. We get it. Like yeah. you're not a burden, but also. I, my tip to any lender listening is like, if you are coming to that meeting to just tell us about your programs, you are meeting the bar and you're not going to stand out. You need to have something else that you're coming with that you could do for our team members if you're running a team or for that specific agent. Um, here's a great idea. Come with a lead. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not that hard, in my opinion, to go find a lead to give somebody you know what I mean? So, like, the newest lender referral that I work with, like, I'm very open about this. Mm-hmm. He called me, asked me if he wants to, like, um, do leads. And I was like, hey, it's a one-for-one, one, buddy. Mm-hmm. He calls me the next day. Hi, I've got these people looking for $750,000 house. Boom. I was like, sweet. All right. And, and I'm not, we're not shitting you guys. Like, this is, that's how easy it can be. But a lot of people, I think, are, like, nervous to do that, like, to, to tell people the truth they just they kind of want to like hey, i'm just building the relationship no the relationship gets built by being honest with people and just being like hey i don't want to waste your time i sure as heck don't want to waste my time i i work with a reciprocating type of business if i can't get something from you then i'm sorry but i have enough lender partners that are already sending me business and you can say that by the way whether you're getting them or not Mm -hmm. okay but you need to start uh, embracing that mindset to be a top producer, right? You, you have to start talking like a top producer, acting like a top producer, taking meetings like a top producer. Otherwise, you're going to stay uh, not a top producer. Yeah. Right? So I think setting that expectation is super important. That's why I tell all my team members. I'm like, you guys, if you don't ask them for leads, then there was a waste of a meeting. Like, you have to set the tone, mm-hmm. right? Would you agree? I think, like, expectations is one thing opportunities is another Mm -hmm. so when you're new take all these lender meetings because they're going to tell you about different loan programs Mm -hmm. and if you can sit there in an open house and someone's like oh i'm a teacher so i don't really have down payment assistance and you're like i have this great lender program from my lender it's a zero percent down payments no pmi Mm -hmm. from and it's specifically for teachers Mm -hmm. is this something i can send you more information on like, I wouldn't know that if I wasn't meeting with these lenders consistently. You're right. I met with one the other day that told me that they can build a house for VA for 0% down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And, and I've been in the industry for a long time. And I'm like, how have I not heard about this? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, take take the lender meeting, but just the meeting itself, you can't waste your time and you don't want to waste theirs. So like, just get to the point. Don't just, don't beat around the bush, I guess, mm-hmm. right? So so let's take, let's fast forward to your at the meeting. Yep. You're with a person you've never met before, then maybe you saw them on social media. Mm-hmm. Pretend I'm the lender. Mm-hmm. Give me your like your go-to. Like how do you how do you get something out of that meeting? How do you um how do you establish your expectations to them? Like walk me through it. I'm a lender. I just told you about some awesome programs. Mm-hmm. Now what? So like as agents, we're always we're anamorphs. Like <laughs> we can turn into whatever we want for We're whatever chameleons. clients, yep. chameleons, mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I am a different person for every single one of my clients because I match them. Yeah. So that means I need a different lender for every different type of client that yeah. I work with. Yeah. And um, so if you're across the table from like a super awesome, cool, fun lender like myself. Yeah. They're going to work <laughs> with my friends. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> um, but yeah so i have lenders that work at credit unions Mm -hmm. and there's a specific kind of person that really likes working with credit unions and you ask the client what they're looking for but okay so you try to match with the lender like what kind of business do you do Mm -hmm. what can i provide for you and then when you're stop okay because what you just said there Mm -hmm. is so important i say it to my team members all the time what can i do for your business so funny and I just breeze right over it. You breeze. I think that that's seriously like the best question you can ask mm-hmm. because one, I think you genuinely mean it. Like, hey, I do want to know. And by the way, if you don't mean this question, like just you're not going to be able to have relationships, like get out of the industry. You have to actually want to help other people. Mm-hmm. But it is a leading question, right? 
that hopefully in turn will come back to you. So if you ask me that question, I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and Melissa, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's your opening in the, yeah. in my opinion. So I don't know if that's what you were going to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've like never thought of it as like, I'm looking for something too. <laughs> I know. Cause you're so genuine. <laughs> me, I'm just this terrible person. that's only selfish and no, scratch my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm asking you a question so I can talk. Hurry up, answer it. <laughs> Next. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I don't care. Oh, what you can do for my business is 100 leads. Thanks. Uh, thank you. Um, check, please. Yeah. <laughs> you got the coffee, right? Okay, I'm at home. <laughs> I, like, I do love coffee, though. Oh, my God. I do. Right now, I'm just shaking from all the coffee I've had, but I'm going to have more. <laughs> it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you figure out, hi, how can I help your business? What kind of business do you want to grow? Great. You want to target like military personnel. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Got it. Whenever I meet a military prof- like professional, I'll be like, hey, here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are just so many ways that you can build that relationship, too. So like specifically. So let's say I meet with a lender who specifically wants to do VA loans. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've done VA loans in the past. Mm-hmm. I call the past VA loans because they're still working with veterans on a regular basis. Hey, we've got this really cool program. Let me know if you want to sell your house, first of all. Second of all, uh, tell your buddies about it. This is a great program. Like, Think of your friends that you know that should be buying a house and are just still renting. So are you actually calling? Yeah. These people. Yeah. Your past clients. Because they're my friends. Okay. I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) But I think that that's also a a really cool point to this is you're not only leveraging a relationship, but you're giving yourself a reason to reach back out to add value to your past clients, Mm -hmm. which is like, that's, that's the top producer shit. That's, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's the next level stuff that people don't get. They're like, well, I'm just doing a lender meeting to get a lead. It's like, yeah, but how much more could you get out of that if you try to get something for your past clients or your current buyers or, or something to put on social media or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything so, is providing a service. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there's always value to get whether that lender has a lead for you that day or not, which by the way, most times they don't. Right. That's mm-hmm. just not a super common thing, but okay. So you tell, or you ask them about their business. They tell you about stuff. You get some little nuggets to give back to your past clients, but you do hit them with the, Hey, it's a one-to-one type of thing. Mm-hmm. Is it is your policy that uh, I'm not sending them a lead until they send me one, usually, mm. or do you or do you give them a shot? It depends. So, um, one of the newer lenders that I'm working with, she said, "How about I put a thousand dollars a month into a Realtor.com account, and you are the exclusive Realtor that has access to that." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Sweet, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice." <laughs> I will do that. Yeah. And then but now how did you get her to say, how did you get her to do that? We had other business relationships. So okay. we were talking about, um, we met through Egan city lifestyle. What's that? That it's the magazine that I'm in. Okay. So like whenever you're in like a networking group like that, the mm-hmm. root of the magazine is business networking. Okay. So she runs another business within that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm curious about that business. Let's mm-hmm. meet up. Hey, by the way, I'm a lender. I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) So that's how that relationship started. And then she was doing the realtor.com leads. I was doing the follow-up, giving those leads to my team. And then her and I work other leads that I give her. Yep. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like it's there's so many different ways that you can take these lender relationships Mm -hmm. and there's so many different services you can provide. And lenders are smart. Good lenders will teach you so much about the business. And yeah, I just think everybody has something to teach you. Like if you're still listening to this podcast, I hope you got at least one nugget. (laughs) There's already been like five or six that they should have written down (laughs) for sure. Um, Okay. And is there any other tip um, or a little, I don't want to say trick, but like tactic that you think is important either in the meeting, maybe after the meeting for follow-up stuff, like... They'll follow up with you. They'll, yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and and honestly, I'll say if they don't, yeah, not really the best person to do business with. Yeah. Right. And I tell lenders this all the time and they think I'm probably bullshitting, but I'll be like, hey, like I don't, you know, I don't 
I personally don't work with as many buyers as I used to. So I, I just don't get as many. Um, a lot of my team members take some of those. But here's what I'll say. If all I'm asking you to do as a lender, follow up with me once a week. Mm-hmm. Forever. And, and I say that. I'm like, <laughs> literally just once a week, check in. Don't even ask me for a lead. Just be like, hey, how's it going? Like, you have a good week? Like, mm-hmm. if I if I constantly am seeing you, I'm going to know you're a good fit for my clients, right? But if you do a meeting and then, like, one follow-up email and then I never hear from you again, to me, I'm just like, well, they didn't really want it that bad. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's, like, wrong of me. But, like, a top producing agent has so many different options. And it's like, if you're not being that obvious choice for somebody – then why would I think you're going to help my business down the road? Like you, your follow-up is not great, mm-hmm. right? Because we rely on lenders to follow up with our clients for a long time sometimes, right? Yeah. And, and because sometimes a client doesn't want to talk to us. They want to talk to, talk numbers. And it's like, if I send you a lead, I expect you to follow up with them on like a weekly basis mm-hmm. for as long as it takes. And if you're not up to that challenge, then maybe you're not the best fit for me. Right. So I don't know. That, that's that, Those are like the little games I play. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like to be mean. It's like a test, mm-hmm. kind of. You know what I mean? Like follow up with me. Yep. If you do, mm-hmm. you're gonna get my business for sure because that means something to me. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything you do like something like that. I like when they're annoying. Yeah, they have <laughs> to be right. It's not annoying. It's like I want your business. I'm hungry. Well, that's that's the mm-hmm. people we want to work with. Yep. The ones that are like, hey, we're doing an open house this weekend. Can you do it? Yes. Uh huh. I have got lenders consistently in my DMs. And sometimes I don't respond. But it's not because I'm bad at follow-up. It's because I'm out here getting your leads. Yeah. And it's like I know when I reach out to you, you're going to pop. Yeah. And seeing your name across my phone all the time, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you. Okay, cool. Noted. And like, yeah. I think also phase two, Mm -hmm. you see all of my restaurant posts. Mm -hmm. A lot of those are with lenders. Mm -hmm. A lot of those are with my team. A lot of those are with past clients. Yep. Um, and posting, like, sure, you can talk once a week on the phone. You can do a text. If I take you out to a nice restaurant, if we go out and we get happy hour, mm-hmm. I'm going to remember that for six months. Totally. Like, it's way easier. It's less time. It's more friendly. It mm-hmm. fits more in line with my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah. And also, I would just probably say that if people are sliding in your DMs, some of the reason you're not responding is because, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you're still, you're single. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so there's lots of people sliding in her DMs, okay, people? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes it's business, sometimes it's not. And Move to the restricted folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, you know, when you open up your DMs and there's a thousand messages... <laughs> Because it's a single top producing agent, Melissa Clausen. Um, you know, sometimes you get passed up, and that's okay. Um, shoot your shot, you know. Yeah, you got to shoot. If you're a lender, shoot if your shot. If you're, what if, but if you're not a lender? If you're a boy, leave me alone. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? Leave her alone. Otherwise, I'm going to come find you. All right. So that personally, I I already learned a few things from you, so I'm going to definitely steal those. So thank you. Um, but anybody that was listening to the how to kind of conduct the business partner meeting i think like take the take it seriously guys take her tactics and use them that's the whole point of this like um we are passionate about just trying to raise the bar in the industry and and i I see so many people wasting time on lender meetings like if you had to put a number on it how many meetings do you think you'd have to have with a lender like not the same lender but just multiple lenders to get a lead from a lender in your experience one. Okay. Could everybody hear that? Because I know people out there personally that have done like 50 lender meetings and not received a lead. And it's just like, okay, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you shouldn't be meeting with that many people and not getting something. So mm-hmm. I personally think the difference between some people and, and maybe top producing agents is we have a great way to kind of connect with them um, and deepen that relationship if we choose to after the fact, mm-hmm. which is why people will send you business anyways. They, they'll send you business because you're good at real estate, but they'll also send you business because they like you mm-hmm. and they like they want to hang out with you and they want to be in your life and stuff. So 
my guess is if you've done a bunch of lender meetings and you're not getting leads, like you're just, you're missing some step in there. Make sure you're friends with them on social media. Make sure you're like, you know, trying to be in their life as much as they're trying to be in yours and go out and do something fun with them if you like them and good Mm -hmm. things will happen. But if you just do one meeting and that's it, like you're just wasting time. You could have been, you could have, I would have much rather seen you sending like 50 messages to your sphere that day than sitting down with a lender for an hour and then you have no plans to follow up with them or do anything with it. They're in it for the coffee. Right. They're Mm -hmm. only one of the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Just really need some caffeine today. I think like I've got a really cool lender story for how I met one of my other lender partners. So he called me ahead of time, saw that I was holding an open house at his neighbor's house. So he's already connected in the neighborhood. He's looking around where he lives Mm -hmm. and he's like, hey, can I come to your open house and like have a gift box and I'll hand out water bottles and snacks? Yes. Absolutely. Come. Yeah. For sure. And so now we're sitting there for a two hour open house mm-hmm. and we're best friends at the end of it Yep. because a client came in and they were like, you know, I really, really like this house. And he goes, but let me tell you about the area because he lives there. Yeah. He like sold that house for me. When is the last time you sold a house out of an open house? It doesn't happen that often, you know? Yeah. It's been a while. It It's pretty rare. Yeah. So he came in and he gave them all of the financial information that they needed. Mm-hmm. Told them everything about the neighborhood because he knew it. Mm-hmm. I told them what I knew about the house because I was the listing agent. Yep. And we closed on that deal in 30 days. Yeah. So... That's a lender partner for life. That is a lender partner for life. We had not worked before together before. Yeah. And then what he did to establish a relationship after, he called me, hey, can we film some social media posts together? So we did, like, I mean, it was kind of like this. Yeah. And he took on the responsibility of editing it yeah. and posting it and added me as a collaborator. Yeah. The easiest social media I've ever right. done. Right. And it, it that's so impactful. So, again, if, if you're a lender out there and you don't have leads to give, listen to what Melissa just said. Mm-hmm. If you ask any agent to do something like that, mm-hmm. they all would. Right? Yeah. And if you're nervous about getting on video or any of this stuff, like, get over it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the stuff we value. Because we, we need time, and, and a lot of this type of stuff takes a lot of time to come up with a social media post every single day to sometimes edit it. To like, it, it adds up where it's just like mm-hmm. it's hours in a week of just like yes. staring at your phone. So, yeah, if somebody could help us out with that, like that's an easy way to get some leads. Mm-hmm. But, okay, well, let's move on because I have a few other fun questions for you and just like other little things. Okay. So um, you mentioned this earlier, but when if, if anybody – First off, how do, how do people find you? Like, is it Melissa Clausen on social media or what is it that you'd prefer they go to? It's Melissa Clausen Realtors, my personal, mm-hmm. but support the team. Yeah. Clausen Home Group. Clausen Home Group. Yeah. It's a, a sweet orange logo. Mm-hmm. Can't miss it. And Which is why there's orange light behind her, by the way, in case you guys didn't pick up on that. Very We're moody. watching. Yeah. Very moody. <laughs> um, but so if you happen to go on any of your social medias, and you're big on like Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you'll probably notice that Melissa spotlights some businesses, some restaurants and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So briefly, like, what's what's the reasoning behind that? Like, tell us just a little bit about that. So, I mean, the, like, cliche word for that is your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. I am lucky to be surrounded with so many good, successful business owners. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think of... Brooks and Thomas Junk Removal, like the head of that. She's been my friend forever. Is she the one that was at the... Um, she was at Realtor Prom, Prom yeah, and she sponsored it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like every time one of my clients is like, hey, I got a demolition project. I'm like, oh, I got the perfect person for mm-hmm. you. Um, so like, okay, let's back it up and look at like a whole summary of I feel like Realtor Prom was an iconic view of how I run a lot of my business. And for those that don't know what Realtor Prom is, really quick, just mm-hmm. break down the concept. 10 so second, like, what is it? We did it as a benefit for Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. but there's so many times where, like, we're... At, nobody has the opportunity to dress up anymore. Mm-hmm. And I like dressing up. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. I, was, I grew up a tomboy, hand-me-down cargo shorts. Yeah. And 
if I can wear a glittery dress, I'm gonna. Yeah. So we planned this whole fundraiser for Habitat for Humanity Twin Cities. And um, the reason we pulled it off is we had my referral partners, my business partners support us. Yep. So we had um, my insurance agent, Tierra Quinn, and we had Aaron Melby with Edge Home Finance, who also owns Hackmore Brewing. Mm-hmm. So he dropped off the keg. Yep. And Marigold Home Inspections. Yeah. Like, we can't say yeah. enough good things about them. No, they're amazing. Um, I had Ron on my podcast already, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's great. <laughs> um, Renovo Capital, they're a hard money lender. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of investors, so it's nice to have that. Mm-hmm. Roxy Reynolds is a great... Um, short-term rental so like if my clients are ever homeless for a week or so which Mm -hmm. happens sometimes Mm -hmm. it's nice to have a luxury they are so good yeah like they've always got fully stocked fridges and like they are just hospitality to a t yeah um it's nice to have that in the referral network uh stainless photography he is always great i still have to post those photos he sent me oh yeah they're awesome Mm -hmm. yeah i think we all have to post those photos (laughs) i was looking so dorky in all of them but had a Which very is, pretty glittery dress on. There you go. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I mean, we're both kind of dorky. That's yeah, the fun we're part. Pretty dorky. Right? <laughs> um, but I, yeah. So, like a lot of the business partners that I work with, I make sure to support them in as many capacities as I possibly mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And I think, like my clients see that, my colleagues see that, my friends see that. Mm-hmm. And the more that you support other people and you're genuinely supplying, how can I make your life better? That comes back to you. It does. That's a one huge lesson that I've learned in this industry. It's like, just, just give, Mm -hmm. just give, just be, just be uh, the best supporter possible without like expecting something in return. Like, you know, you have hopes like, Hey, maybe they'll send me something, but I'm just going to do this because it's going to help them mm-hmm. and man it it is amazing how this uh universe rewards you mm-hmm. you know and maybe it's not just like with a lead but just as a, a great relationship or something you know there's there's so many different things that can come out of uh spotlighting people's businesses so yeah. i love that that's one of the reasons i started this this podcast and my other one is just like it's a great way to just shine the light on people that are kicking ass in your in mm-hmm. your world you know because they don't, a lot of people don't like to brag. You know what I mean? It's a, a lot of people don't have time to. No. If you're busy, yeah. you're not going to say like, oh, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> like I love when an agent calls and they're like, oh my God, I've done this much transactions last year. I was like, oh, that's really good for you. Awesome. And they don't hear the shade. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I love that for you. That's what you should start saying. <laughs> I love that for you. That's what me and TK will say all the time to each other. Usually they Google me after and then, yeah. so no need to yeah. throw shade. Yeah. No. Um, or like I've been in the industry for 30 years. I've never seen, I had some agent the other day, like send me this like text about how I need to leave a card at their showing and provide feedback on showing time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm a bad agent. And I'm How'd like, you know it was me that was there? Right. It wasn't even, it wasn't me actually, it was my team member. Oh. <laughs> but like, but like, I, I was just like, it's been literally like, I think four hours since the showing, like chill. Like I'm going to get to the feedback. Yeah. You know, but agents just calm down. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all, no one's out to get you. We're oh. all trying to do this together and trying to tell somebody who's been in the industry for as long as I have how to conduct a showing just makes you look stupid in my opinion. Yeah. You know, but yeah. anyways, I digress. So, so I want to know what is a hack or routine or habit in your personal life that you value most that has maybe significantly improved your life? Like, so personal life, what's something you've applied to it that, that you could share with everyone else? Like for me, an example is I take a day off on Wednesdays. That's a huge hack for me. I need that for you. What would you point to in your life that, that is important for you? Um, one, treat yourself. Like, Treat yourself. <laughs> like, wait, look at my foodie post. Like, yeah. I I go out and, like, it'll be a bunch of friends and, like, we're having a good time and mm-hmm. we get the appetizers, we get the main course, we you get, get a salad, we get a dessert, yep. we get cocktail pairings. Yeah. Like, and uh, so, yes, that is expensive, but also I bring a takeout box. That expensive meal is going to last me a couple more times. Yeah. And, um, Anyway, but it's funny we got sushi last night with yeah. all my team members. We ordered a seven roll sushi boat. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, this is over the top. But you will explode if you finish. When that. in Rome, 
and we literally left like two pieces. Oh, good job. It was insane. My one team member can pound some sushi, I'll tell you that. There you go. Clean but pay like, club. But it was it was cool. It was a fun mm-hmm. it was a fun like experience and and uh we got like sake and like just things that normally yeah. we wouldn't probably get. And yeah, it's it's those are the I think those are the things you'll remember when you think back, oh, what was this past year like? And then it's like, oh, we had that really cool dinner. Mm-hmm. And like life is about experiences. You're not gonna take any of that money with you when you die, guys. So like be responsible and have some fun. Yeah. Sure I mean, knows. make sure your bills are paid. Like don't Pay, skip on yeah. rent. Don't have sushi <laughs> instead of paying your your, your mortgage. Um but, but so treat yourself. Treat yourself because like you are the person that needs to function in this world. Yeah. So make sure that you are cared for. Yep. Um and that is how I experience self care. Mm-hmm. But like however you do it, whatever makes you feel better after, do that. Um two, like I have a I feel like Everyone says theory of abundance, theory of abundance, theory of abundance. And I developed that before I even heard of that, before I was in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be broke, broke. Mm-hmm. Like, rent on a credit card, broke. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. Like, it was okay. And, um, but probably some scary, just thoughts, moments. Uncomfortable. You know I mean? Yeah. But it was okay. Yeah. And whenever I felt like I was going to be in trouble or something wasn't going to happen for me, it did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that lucky girl mindset mm-hmm. of like, this this is meant to happen for mm-hmm. me. And you just genuinely need to believe that. Mm-hmm. And now my abundance mindset has become like, I'm going to spend a lot of money. I'm going to buy an office. Yeah. And my team will come. Yeah. And they have. Yep. When we started, it was just me and Anna. I know. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm proud of you. I mean, I, I wish I had an office I could purchase um, around here. It's harder in Blaine, but uh, to see you doing the things you're doing, yeah, it's like you got to put it out there in the universe. You have mm-hmm. to kind of declare you, what's going to happen in your life. If you just wait around for it to happen, it's never going to happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, like, part like, so if you just wait for it to happen, it's never going to happen. I've never, like, seeked out agents to hire for me. Yeah. They've always reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Hi, Melissa, are you hiring? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that is that lucky girl mindset. I don't know, like, what that is. I don't know what that inspires. But I feel like the root of it is abundance mindset. Like, mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. People will want to join you. Yeah. They love your energy. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. That, they can, it, it radiates through your social media stuff, all that, you know, everything you do, it's like, oh, she's super confident. She's got it going on. You know, even Sometimes. though, even though we all know there's times where we both are like, what the F are we doing? There is a lot of times you'll see me with a messy bun, leggings and no makeup. Right. Me but. too, by the way. I have sweet <laughs> leggings and a messy bun. No, Thank I'm you, just... Fabletics. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I think... Uh, there is something to the abundance mindset and, and no matter what ends up happening, at least in, in my life and in real estate, like I've always been kind of rewarded by, I tell my team this all, all the time. I'm like, okay, so let's say you go door knock, right? You go door knock because with an abundance mindset, like there's business out there that I need to go get and uh, I can help somebody today. And you go door knock, right? You knock on 50 doors, literally no one is in the market to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. Right. But what ends up happening is like a week later, you get a lead from like your sphere. Yeah. And it's just like it's because you declared to the universe that you're going to win. Mm-hmm. And I think there's lots of things that you do throughout your daily life and, and business that that abundance kind of radiates. And there's it's just it comes back in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like business begets business. And don't forget to cater who you are. Like I see so many agents that jump into this and they're like, I'm going to hold open houses at million dollar listings. Right. Really? Who do you know who's a million dollar buyer? Right. Um, I like if you look at my social media, I've got like two hundred thousand dollar listings that I go. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that get the hits. Yeah. So like cater to who your buyers are who your friends are and think like what would interest them totally um well stemming from that so 
we we had to think back to 12 years ago you're getting in the industry right mm-hmm. and you're just this like wide-eyed broke ass <laughs> girl what the hell am i doing so the question i wrote down is for anybody listening that's thinking about getting into the industry what's mm-hmm. the one thing that you would tell them that they need to know about this industry that maybe they can't tell from the outside looking in there are so many things that you do behind the scenes that are going to make you a better agent. Mm-hmm. you going to these networking events. You go there, sure, to meet more agents. The more agent friends you have, the more likely um, you are to get deals done. But every single networking event that you go to, you should pick out one little item. Yep. And that's huge. And business begets business so if you're sitting there and you're frustrated about how you have no leads coming in how like you have no prospects like that's a very frustrating place to be Mm -hmm. and if you focus on it it'll stay that way yep so if you go and you think you know what my goal this weekend is to go to an open house and i'm going to take a lot of really pretty pictures Mm -hmm. and i'm going to post them yep great that's it Mm-hmm. business will come to you. Yep. Someone is going to come into that open house. Make sure you work on your scripts. <laughs> and It's like you need a script battle or something <gasps> that maybe we have we for have objection handling. It's next Tuesday. It is. Well, mm-hmm. whoever's listening to this, it may not be the next Tuesday. We do a lot of script battles. Because it could be like a year from now somebody's listening to this. So don't show up next Tuesday, but oh. hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> and we probably have an objection handler training that you could join on. It's open to all realtors. Yeah. And they've been very helpful just like, and for agents who are like unfamiliar with what a script is, it's like a general baseline outline of what you say Mm -hmm. to any client in any situation. And there's different scripts that you could use for obviously different situations. Yep. Um, But we're battling the TMT, Tyler Miller team is battling the Klassen home group. mm -hmm. It's going to be epic. It's going to be really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, business begets business love that so focus on it listen to a podcast like Mm -hmm. it's there's so many different things that you can do to inspire you and when you're inspired you're a good agent yeah and also just like go listen to the level up podcast episodes because there's Mm -hmm. gonna be a bunch of them hit subscribe hit subscribe (laughs) smash the subscribe (laughs) button as they say um okay so now i have a fun quick like lightning round we're gonna play a little game of overrated or underrated Mm -hmm. so like Obviously, hit me with the overrated, underrated, and then maybe like a really quick explanation as to why, if you want. Or you could just be overrated, underrated. But these are all real estate-specific type of things, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, this is in Melissa Clausen's perspective, if mm-hmm. these things are important or not you know, for the industry or for your business. So start with the first one. Investment properties, overrated or underrated? Underrated. I agree. They're worth the work. They are worth the work, and... You know, unless you are at certain brokerages where there is a retirement option, that is your exit strategy in mm-hmm. this industry. You need to be focused on that. And wouldn't it be nice to retire rich, even if you have a retirement be. plan? I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, listing presentations. 100% underrated. Underrated. All right. I wasn't sure we were going to go with that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I always have a listing presentation ready. I've realized as you do this you know, longer and longer, your listening presentation is kind of your social media presence in a, in a way. A lot of people are like, yeah, we mm-hmm. know what you do. You're good. But early on, like having one of those is so important, I think. I think like the counter side to like new agents and having a listing presentation, it gives you something to say when you have nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. Like now I'm at a point where I'll email my listing presentation ahead of time and then I show up and I'm like, let me know the price or let's look at the house and then I'll let you know a price and then we're good to go. Yeah. But um, for a new agent, you want to sit down you want to go over that bit by bit by bit by bit yep. until whenever you're blindsided by a question, you have an answer for it. Yep. It brings out objections, mm-hmm. which is what you want. You want to bring them to the surface. Yep. You know. Um, okay. So uh, sunset photos for your listings. I guess overrated. overrated. Okay. They're like, don't, don't pay for them. My photographer throws them in for free. Yeah. But. Or they, you can use box brownie for like five bucks and you can put a sunset filter on them. Cool. 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 Because a lot of photographers charge like more to go out there at sunset. You know what I mean? They are very pretty. They have the wow, but photos don't sell houses. Houses do. There you go. I like it. Um, working in the office or at home? 
Which one would you pick? It's not overrated or underrated. Sorry, pick one. In the office. In the office. I agree. In the office is just a mindset thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I'm here to grind. I've never hit the flow in my house. It's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate conferences, panels. No answer. <laughs> <laughs> She's indifferent. Depends. Now, if I'm talking at one, totally underrated. Uh-huh. Right? But if it's anyone else, they're overrated. There's well, there's a point in your business where it takes away from what you're doing. Agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, and honestly, like you could literally get lost in real estate conferences and panels. Like mm-hmm. at some point, you just got to be like, okay, um, I got enough information at this point. I'm just gonna go do some shit. Yeah, right. Don't get wrapped up in training. Do the work. Yep. Just like take one thing, mm-hmm. one thing, and just do it better than everybody else. Yep. Right. Um, buyer consultations. Every time. Yeah. Very very underrated. Like very. Every possible time I hear about an agent complaining about something with a buyer it's like why didn't you cover that like, yeah this is easy this is about an inspection you should have talked about that at the consultation like what what's mm-hmm. a consultation like you guys stop trying to shove buyers into houses without sitting down with them part of like what leads me to close so many transactions is the expectation set I sit down buyer consult mm-hmm. hey Usually I shop for two weeks and then we're in a house within 60 days. Right. And then the buyer expects that. Yep. That's how you yeah. close more. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise you meet them at the house. They're like, well, I feel nervous about putting an offer in on my first house. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would have told them up front that actually that's pretty common because you do a lot of searching online, actually, a lot of, like, virtual showings before you pick one. Mm-hmm. So it's not your first house. It's, like, your 50th. But this right. is the first one in person you actually want to see. Mm-hmm. Right. I think my purchase agreement is included in my buyer orientation. Yeah. So then I know what to expect with that too. Yep. Uh, real estate teams. Love them. Is it overrated <laughs> or underrated? <laughs> They're underrated. Underrated? It's, it's a very good community builder. Okay. Um, multiple offer situations. Overrated. Yeah? I... Mm-mm. They're a lot of work, right? They're a lot of work. And like right when they were starting to get into multiple offers, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're only multiple offers because you underpriced the house. Right. Anyone can say they got multiple offers if right. 50000 under pr- budget. Right. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, the place or the brokerage that you hang your license. EXP. No. Well. Oh. Duh. <laughs> underrated. I like. Okay. Like very underrated. Okay. Um. So I tend to say overrated on this. Really? Because I don't you feel like that if you were at any brokerage, you'd be successful? For the most part, like, because it's, it's Melissa Clausen. Yes, but I have interviewed everywhere. Oh, I know. You put me through the freaking <laughs> ringer coming over to EXP. <laughs> it, it, we do have a lot to offer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, and I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree a brokerage matters. I just, some people are like, so like that's their that's their first thing that they look at and it's like yeah but when you're sitting in a living room with a a seller they're not i mean the brokerage maybe matters but they want you and so i guess that's that's the only thing that i would say is like yes a brokerage can definitely enhance your business don't get me wrong and there's lots of great things about certain business models but a successful agent i feel will be successful wherever that's true right Mm -hmm. but i respect your answer because my next question (laughs) Is EXP Realty? I wrote that down. Oh, you overrated know what I was underrated? Say. I did. I was leading. <laughs> overrated, underrated. EXP Realty. Underrated. I feel like why? Because okay, so we we do get a bad rap as like the recruiting brokerage. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't recruit if we weren't already here and it was not awesome. Right. So right. And um, I mean, I think recruit. If you look at it as recruiting, it's one thing. But I just look at it as like if I didn't talk about EXP. We wouldn't be sitting here, mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. because you noticed I went there because I probably talked about it and all that stuff. And and now it's like we have a deeper relationship. We are in business together, all that type of stuff. Like it's a beautiful thing. So like I think some people have the wrong idea about recruiting and they're going after it just for money or whatever. It's like I'm, I'm doing it because I want to like be surrounded by amazing people mm-hmm. that are better at things than I am. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know. For what, it, for what it's worth, uh, if you guys are looking at different brokerages, like at least explore EXP Realty. Um, reach out to either of us. We can tell you all about the business model. It's awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, um, Galentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> so like I Galentine's was we're gonna do it next year too, and I think we have to open it up to the boys. But like it's pretty girly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we make friendship bracelets. Yep. Which we, you're wearing one. Which I'm wearing coincidentally. That's amazing. Um, and and this is right after Valentine's Day or before. Before, before, like the day before, Galentine's is the thirteenth. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, because there was one time, I think it was last year, we were like gonna do something together, and you're like, "Oh, I can't. I have Galentine's Day," and yeah. I was like, "You mean Valentine's Day?" And nope. you, you were like, "Nope, <laughs> Galentine's Day." And I was like, "Please explain what Galentine's this is." Galentine's Day is more fun. Yeah, Galentine's Day is like main. Is it mainly single women? No, no, it's just no. open to any woman. Yeah, it's maybe like, some guys. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we're we're definitely going to open it up to some guys, but, like, it's, we had champagne with, like, cute little rose ice cubes, and, Mm -hmm. like, I'm very good at cocktail design. Yeah. We had a couple great cocktails, and, um, yeah, we made friendship bracelet and compliment boxes. So compliment boxes are, like, you go and you write, like, a secret, like, admirer, and you can sign it if you want to, Mm -hmm. and you're like, hi. I really like your hair color or like, you know, just something awesome. like you just have to feel better about yourself yeah. sometimes. So then you go and you have this compliment box and then you take it around. When you're feeling down, you reach in and you're like, I do have good eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> My eyebrows are the shit. <laughs> My eyebrows are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love that. And so I would assume you're saying Galentine's Day is severely underrated. Yeah. It's like one of the best days of the year, it sounds like. I've never cried on Galentine's Day. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Valentine's Day. I hear you. Um, Days off. Hmm. Because some people have different mindsets on it. I take hours off. There you go. So you'd say days off are overrated. You're like, you Mm -hmm. don't need that long to recover. No. Because your life is a freaking party. It really is. And like the way that I've built my business has been a lot of like, oh, let me help my friend. Yeah. And like helping my friend doesn't feel like work. It's not work. Yeah. Yeah. So like I get stressed when I leave my business. Mm -hmm. One of my my best friends got married in Ireland. Cell service in Europe. Not great. Yeah. Three weeks without like trying to find a Wi-Fi cafe. Yeah. That was really stressful for me. Right. Great experience. Love that I was there for her. But <laughs> it was hard Three for me to be away from, from my business. Phone. That's tough. Yeah. It was really hard. <laughs> Do you ever watch The Office? Yeah. Okay. So there's there's an episode where it's like they're doing like this trivia thing and they go to some bar for trivia and Ryan um was like on his phone. Uh-huh. And, the, and the speaker's like, sir, you can't have your phone. We're doing, like, trivia. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'll just turn it off. And he, like, just didn't turn it off. He put it in his pocket. He's like, you didn't turn it off. But you need to give me <laughs> You need to give me your phone. So he gives, him, he gives him his phone. And then he, like, sits there for, like, five seconds. And he's like, I can't do that. I, I need my – I got to be with my phone. I yeah. have to be with my phone. So then he, like, left the trivia thing. PSA. PSA. Phone separation anxiety. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. I agree. thousand <laughs> percent. I have to put mine upstairs sometimes. But then I'm, like, thinking about my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's my phone doing? Mm-hmm. It's weird. That's real estate right there. Yeah. What's my phone doing? Yeah. <laughs> I like when I go to my dinners and stuff, I have to put it in my, I take my watch off. Like oh, yeah. I'm wearing my Apple watch. I can't do the Apple watch. Otherwise I'd be just done. Yeah. I would always be just like, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody, <laughs> when somebody talks about their industry experience. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. How many years you've been in the industry for the love of God. Mm-mm. Now, if you want to hit me with, hey, I've sold 50 houses in the past month or something, like, sweet. That's good to know. That is really cool. But I, but still, like. I also don't care. Yeah, it's not something that you should. Let's solve the problem together, mm-hmm. whether you're really good at this job or not. I don't mm-hmm. care. Let's just get on the same team. Let's be good at this transaction, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, a good assistant. Oh, underrated. Oh, my God. Like the greatest thing oh. ever. Is a good assistant. Do mm-hmm. not be a cheap ass, people. If you are stressed, just get an assistant. And there's a multiple different way, uh, models nowadays. When I when I first started, there really wasn't virtual assistants and stuff. So you don't have to spend 50, 60K on an assistant. You can go get a virtual assistant for $10,000 a year mm-hmm. full time. And that person just right there could like take care of your emails or something. Like, oh, so nice. you know what I mean? Yes. Just stop being cheap, guys. Like your your time is worth way more than staying up till three in the morning doing emails. Yeah. Um, business cards. Underrated. Oh, wait, overrated. Overrated. I, I agree. Uh, there's something to leave in an open house. Like it's. 
Ask so, me for a business card. Oh, you don't have any? No, just be like, hey, Tyler. Do you Tyler, have a business card? Um, you know what? Actually, I'm out, but um, let me get your number really quick. I'm just going to text you my information. That's exactly just what Just do that, guys. Do. <laughs> just do that. Don't give them a business card. You need to get their information. Yeah. Do not give no them yours. Okay? And if they don't want to give you their number, then they're not going to work with you anyways. Um, social media use. Underrated. Yeah. Probably the number one thing that you should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this goes along with it, but videos. Underrated. Yeah. Also, if you're uncomfortable doing videos, just do one. Just, just do, do it. one. It's not so bad. Just do. I was. Uh, I did a, a spoke on stage at Edina Realty back in the day at Tech Camp. Me too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was terrifying, but it was also cool. But my one message that I had for people, it was like about video. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, raise your hand if you were ashamed to leave your house this morning. And like nobody raised their hand. I was like, they okay. would never admit it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay. And raise your hand if you are ashamed of how you look or sound on video. And like more than half the room raised their hand. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to clue you in, guys. You look the same on video as you do right now in this room, and you all look beautiful. Oh, look at you. So just do it. Yeah, a little just Mr. Congeniality yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Um, internet leads. Mm. Overrated. <laughs> I, I have to say overrated. Yeah. I'll do them, but... But you see people literally leave teams, leave brokerages, do all this stuff for an opportunity at internet leads. And it's like, you guys, you're missing the boat completely. Mm-mm. Go to a place where you have a mentor that can show you how to run a sustainable business for to, to leverage your personal business. Mm-hmm. If you're just going somewhere for internet leads, I mean, I get it. We all need money. But like that is, that's chasing something that's not ever going to pay you back. Our busy work. It's, and it's frustrating. It's not mm-hmm. the fun part of the job. It's the, like the worst part of the job, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. these people like don't care. They literally clicked a button to be connected to any person in the world mm-hmm. that has a license. Like that's not, mm-hmm. I don't know. We have many great clients, just like I'm sure you do from internet leads, but it's hard work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, couple last two business partnerships. Underrated. Since we talked about it today, I assume yeah. you value those. It's the um, only thing that matters. Really? It is. And then the last one being a team leader. Overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, girl. I do. I uh, do love my team. Oh yeah, we love these people, but it's, it's not the glamorous, um, just mm-hmm. raining money on us like job that I think a lot of people on the outside looking in think mm-hmm. they're like, wow, they run a team. They must have twenty houses. And it's like uh, we have twenty problems a day yeah. that aren't ours that distract us from that selling are houses. Very expensive. Yeah, it is expensive to run a team. Very expensive. Yeah. So, for those of you that are like thinking about starting a team we would offer some great perspective i would say like there's a reason to do it but if the reason is to make more money don't do it that's not the reason okay that's definitely not the reason never the reason to do anything no but especially like i just i talked to so many agents and i'm like well what's next you know they sell like 50 houses a year what's next for you we'll probably start a team you know, want to make more money i'm like oh my god no mm-hmm. that's not going to make you more money there is a way to do it to make more money, but just start with an assistant. Yeah. There's a way to do it. I, but I think my advice would be if you're not going to blow it up big, you're not, it's not going to, and, and especially if you're not at the right brokerage, in my opinion, it's not going to reward you like you think. It's going to cause a lot more time suck things for you mm-hmm. where you're going to be distracted from your own business. So, but anyways, that's all I have. So, Thank you for joining the Level Up podcast. I think anybody listening should have gotten something from that. So I think they're all going to level up. They all are going to level up their business. (laughs) I love that. Um, But yeah, so anybody that's listening, I hope you got something out of this. I hope that, uh, you know, you you know that you can reach out to me or Melissa anytime to help you with your business. Slide into her DMs. She might get back to you. Um, Probably. If you're a boy, leave her alone. You can message me and I'll take care of you. Um, (laughs) He's my security. Yeah, (laughs) I'm her security. Um, but yeah, like just, uh, really appreciate everybody listening and, and, or watching, um, stay tuned. We have many more episodes coming and, uh, hope to continue delivering value to everyone. Um, but with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful day and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya. Bye.